Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. If it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. That understanding works for you, so therefore it is absolutely right for you. All beliefs have become only relatively true, and of course to the world, religion is just some personalized experience, not a divine revelation, and the church is catching the disease. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio. Hello, it is Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. I am at Georgia Tech. Guess what I stumbled on? A little card sitting on the sidewalk. Somebody's promoting Jesus without religion. Somebody must be coming to the campus here. They're doing a presentation at the Student Center. And I'm torn about this approach. Now, I don't know anything about this guy who's doing Jesus without religion. I appreciate the concept of this isn't so much about religion. This isn't about buildings, per se. This is about that evangelical lingo having a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I like that emphasis, but on the other hand, this is an approach that we've got to be very careful about. There are a lot of people who have been turned off to Christianity. Well, they were always turned off, if you will, but they had a bad experience. I get that. But let's not throw out the church with the bathwater. This is Wretched Radio at Georgia Tech, and I'm watching a kid. He kind of, he walks a little bit like Shaggy. You know, like Scooby-Doo, kind of with the bell bottoms and and the flappy stuff. But he's got his earphones in, and well, let's just give it a go, shall we? Excuse me. Dude, hey, sorry to bother you. Are you listening to anything important right now? No. Can I walk and talk with you at the same time? Um, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. On the radio, right? Sure. Groovy. What's your name? First name? Uh, Steven. Steven, nice to meet you. How do you do? I do? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Tell me what you're studying here at Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm an industrial engineer. And that means when you grow up, you want to be a? Uh, a consultant, maybe, uh, for a couple of years. And after that, um, I don't really know. Consulting what? I was kind of looking at maybe the food industry. I'm not really sure. Food? So. Really? Yeah. Like what? Um, well, I was a biochemistry major before this, yeah. um, and that changed. So I'm really interested in, like, food sciences and, like, uh, maybe FDA things. Okay, so like tell me one thing that if I knew what was inside of it, I wouldn't want to eat. Um, I mean, hot dogs. <laughs> Pretty scary? Yeah. What is inside of that casing? A- anything in a pig that you don't want to eat. It's a pig, is it? It is. It's pork. I thought there were I thought there There's were beef. There's beef and pork ones. Okay, so um, what's in the beef? Same thing, just from a cow. What's the name of that stuff in Scotland where they pack it into the like the intestines and they eat it? Uh, haggis. Yeah. It's so basically, basically, a hot dog, a hot dog is, is a haggis. Pretty much. So you don't want to be eating that. I mean, not really. Okay. What exactly is spam? Pretty sure it's the same thing. Really? I mean, it's spiced spiced ham. Um, it's pink. It is pink. <laughs> when I was your age, I ate it by the gallon. I mean, I don't mind it. It's. it's you ever fry it in a pan with some brown sugar? Not with sugar, but it's I fried it for Butter and sugar? I'm yeah. telling you, it's good eating. Okay, so where are you from, dude? You don't have an accent. Uh, Peter City, Georgia. So really just 20 minutes south of here. Where's the accent? Minutes. You don't have one. My mom was from here. My dad was from Connecticut. Kind of balanced out. Balanced the deal out. <laughs> All right, so tell me, as, as an individual who's in the Bible Belt, are you a Bible Belter? Not really. Not really. Um, I mean, I'm Christian, but I don't, I don't know. I believe in the whole separation church and state pretty strongly. Um, And so... Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. Okay, so you're... Did you say a Christian, sort of, or most? No, no, I said I'm a Christian. You are a Christian. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so tell me, if, if, if I'm not a Christian, why should I become a Christian? What would you tell me? It, it just puts everything into perspective. Um, 
I mean, the Lord gave us everything that we have, and and uh, if you believe in Him, He'll bring you to eternal life and eternal love. Okay, I'm doing pretty good. Things are in perspective. Got a happy wife, happy life. The kids are healthy, making scads of money. In fact, I got to wrap this up so I can go count all my cash. Why would I want to be a Christian? Well, you, you don't need all that money. If you become a Christian... Um, but I got it, and it's good. You do have it. Um, but the Bible teaches you that, that money isn't everything, and uh, you should help people in need um, because uh, Trudeau is how you would want to be treated. The golden rule kind of... It, I mean, it applies to Christianity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but why would I want to do that? I, I like spending it on me. <laughs> it's good. You don't have to eat spam and haggis. You get to eat fancy meats. So I'm, I think I'm good to go. Anything? Would there be anything else that you would encourage me to consider? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> How's it about heaven or hell? I mean, that's why I said eternal life. Eternal life? Okay, so where, where, where do you think I would be going if I died right now? Um, if you're not a Christian? Yeah. Um, I believe you'd go to hell. Yikes! How come? Um, because the only way to get into heaven is through Jesus, uh, through Jesus Christ. Okay. And if you don't believe in him, um, I guess you, you don't go to heaven, you don't get in. I'm a pretty good guy. Pay my taxes, don't beat my children much. <laughs> so would he send me to hell for being a pretty good guy? I mean, that's the big question. <laughs> um, I believe that he would, but... Others might say something different, but it's, I would think that in my belief, yes. How come? Seems um, kind of shocking to a guy like me. I, I don't know. I mean, that's what the Bible says. How's it about because I'm a really bad sinner? I mean... Would you, would you, do you think that I'm a sinner? Um... I'm asking, so don't worry. You're not going to offend. Me. I'm not going to take a shot at you. Besides. I don't think you're a sinner. I don't. I, I don't think if you don't believe in God, that makes you a sinner. Um, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Jesus. I don't. I just think that. I mean, it's my belief that that's. But I'd be going to hell. You said. Yes. For not being a sinner. So why would I be going to hell? I, I, Are you a sinner? I've sinned. So you're a sinner. But I've asked for uh, God's forgiveness. So, am I? But I'm not a sinner. What's the difference between you and me? You look like a pretty decent fellow. Well, everyone sins. I mean, it's human nature. Um, so I'm a, I'm a sinner too. Yes, but not. I don't think. What, what, what about this guy eating popcorn walking by? Is he a sinner? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need to believe in Jesus to have my sins forgiven. Is that the issue? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. So why believe in Jesus? How come Buddha won't get the job done? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> okay. What type of what type of Christian did you grow up, or what type of church did you go to? Uh, I was in Methodist church. Methodist um, church. John Wesley's denomination, yes. right? Wouldn't John Wesley say that it's because of the atoning work of Jesus, because he died on a cross, and he's the only one, as the God-man, who can satisfy the wrath of God? Uh, that's placed on a sinner like you because of what he did by taking the wrath of the Father on your behalf. Wouldn't that be what Wesley would say? Yes. <laughs> and because God's wrath is on me too, I need to have that same atoning work credited to my account too, right? And without it, God must do what's right and just, and he's got to send a sinner like me to hell because he's righteous and holy. 
And without righteousness, nobody can see God, right? Right. I know. So tell me, if I come to agreement with you, all right, I agree with you. I think you're right. I am a sinner. Okay, Jesus died on the cross. What do I need to do to get forgiven? What's the process? Do I sign a card, go to church with you? Go to the pizza party. What do I need? What needs to happen? Well, going to church with someone is a way to get it started. Um, okay. But the only way is to actually accept Christ into your life. What does that um, mean? And that means that you give your mind, body, and soul basically up to Jesus Himself. Um, what about repentance? I hear that word a lot. Repent. That's asking for forgiveness for your sins. Okay. Does it mean turning from sins also? Like saying, "Ooh, I don't like that anymore." God, I just want you. I don't want my sinful life anymore. So you turn from your sins. Do I need to do that? Yes. Okay, so I've got to repent, and I need to trust Jesus. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So have you done that? Yes, sir. When did you do that? Um, it's probably seven years ago. Really? Um, How old are you? I'm 20 years old. So 13, yes, you realized you're a sinful, wretched teenager? <laughs> Is that right? It was, uh, yeah, it was actually on a church trip that, uh, that I really accepted Jesus. Okay. You mean repented and put your trust well, in him? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. So you understood you were, like, because you've told lies, that would make you a liar. Because you've stolen stuff, you're a thief. Because if you're a guy, which it looks like you are, you've looked at women with lust. God sees the heart, and that's adultery of the heart. You realized all of that back then when you were 13, huh? Yes, sir. Cool. And you repented and put your trust in Jesus. So when you die, for sure you're going to heaven. Yes. And that's why I should repent and trust Jesus. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. All right. Fascinating. Dude, thanks for the chat. Appreciate it very much. Study on. See ya. Like he said, that's what you... Okay. So here's a question for you. You basically just just heard the little conversation with the young man who claimed to be a Christian, who accepted Jesus. Oh, this is why language is so important. (laughs) This is why we need to stop using those flimsy terms, not acceptance, but repentance and faith. That's why this is so important. At any rate, what what would you say to that kid? Would you, if you were his elder, say, come on in, kid. That was a profession of faith. That was just swell. Well, might actually be a close call on that one. We, It's okay that sometimes you have to help somebody just kind of put the thing in process and you need to put it in the, in the right order. But frequently, when somebody just can't quite give a profession of faith without really being led through it, it should cause us to have a little bit of concern. So that is why, once again, I think the whitest harvest field that exists in this country is right inside of our church. And that is why these types of presentations here, this this dopey Jesus without religion thing, no dogma. That kid needs dogma. No theology. That kid needs some theology. No, no forcing any specialized theologies and creeds onto you. That kid could could benefit from creeds so that he can clearly articulate his faith if indeed he's saved. So we'll continue here at Georgia Tech. And guess what? I think I see the people handing out the Jesus Without Religion cards. <laughs> Next on Wretched Radio. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace 
of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Master's Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Hey, thank you for joining us on Wretched Radio today. Did you know we are so close to the launch of season three of Road Trip to Truth? That's right. Season three will be released November 1st. Be ready. It's an all new season with host John Fabarius tackling gender issues, justice, bumper sticker philosophy, how technology affects the brain, and a lot of other topics. With experts Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Dr. Paul Twist, Dr. Jason Lyle, and others. And it would not be possible without the help and support of our gospel partners. If you're already a gospel partner, of course, we want to thank you and joining our efforts to reach the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not already a gospel partner, could we ask you to pray about it? And also visit wretched.org donate to get answers to any question you might have about being a gospel partner. Wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.com. Org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 800 AD. Charlemagne, the grandson of Charles Martel, is crowned emperor by the Pope on Christmas. He ushered in the Carolingian Renaissance, which advanced the church, education, and culture in the Holy Roman Empire. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech, talking to the kids on the campus on this year Witness Wednesday. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta, Georgia. And so it is. There's a young man sitting on a bench here at Georgia Tech. And, uh-oh, I'm afraid he's involved in something. Hey, young man, What's up? may I ask you what you're listening to or doing with that thing? Um, I'm listening to the uh, Talking Heads and reading uh, Engine performance articles from the library engine performance articles all right we're on the radio so don't swear okay okay all right so you're list- talking heads yeah, dude talking they're, heads. they're like so 80s they're awesome burning down the house yeah uh actually psycho killer it's what psycho killer that's what you're listening to mm-hmm. psycho killer mm-hmm. yikes that seems a little uh dark 
well, you know, it's a nice sunny day. Yeah, you, gotta... <laughs> you need something to just kind of chill it out chill a little. Out, yeah. Too much of this happiness and sunshine, mm-hmm. a little psycho killer. Exactly. Okay, what are the lyrics to Psycho Killer? You don't have to sing, just give them to me. Here, i got to sit next to you, otherwise my, my legs will fall asleep. Okay, give me the, the, uh, the chorus to Psycho Killer. Uh, a psycho Killer. You didn't have to sing. Look at you go. This could be America's Got Talent. All right, go ahead. Uh, psycho Killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Fa 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 better. Run 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 away. Okay. okay. Give me that second line. What did you say? Psycho it's killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? What is it? Spanish? It's French. Close enough. And what is it saying? Uh, I have no idea. Uh huh. So you want to listen to something dark, and you're studying engine performance magazines. Mm-hmm. What's a good performing car engine? A good performing car engine? Yeah. Um, well, I was actually looking at motorcycle engines. Ah. But uh, Do you have a motorcycle? Yeah. Do you wear a helmet? All the time. Good for you. Yeah. Because otherwise, very yes, bad if yes. you fall. Exactly. What about, okay, what about knee pads and all that stuff? Uh, you don't really need knee pads, but you need, new, like, good gear, especially around here. Okay, you're not one of those crazies who drives, like, down 85, doing 85, zigging between the cars, are you? No, you got to do, like, 55, because you're going to take it otherwise. <laughs> well, and you could die. I mean, you could die anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. 55 <laughs> or 85, you're probably going to take a pretty yeah, bad tumble. Exactly. All right, so you're, you're looking at motorcycle engines. Are you familiar with car engines? I'm looking for a car. What's reliable? What's good? You want to go fast or you want like miles per gallon? I'm, I'm cheap, and I don't cheap. ever want to have to fix it, ever. Uh, I want this thing to run till I die. It's probably like an old Toyota. They're like, they'll yeah, last forever. That old Hondas. They're pretty much indestructible. Yeah, I actually heard that Toyota, for their Camrys, has a lifetime warranty. If you keep the if you keep doing the monthly stuff, service and everything. Yeah, which is how they get you. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oil change shouldn't be eighty nine dollars. <laughs> exactly. I think that's how they do it. Okay. Yeah. So a Toyota, a Honda would be good. Yeah, I mean, get I, something like that. I mean, American cars are really good, provided you do maintenance, a lot of maintenance. All right, and that's going to take me last till until I take my last breath. Yeah. All right. Speaking of last breath, for lack of a better segue, what do you think about the afterlife and when we die? What What do you think happens? Um, I take my last breath. What, what am I What am I going to experience? Do you think? I don't know, man. Um, maybe you like go to heaven. Maybe not. I don't know. Are you a religious guy? Not really. No. Did you grow up in a religious home? Not really. No. Parents let you do pretty much anything. No. I mean, they were pretty strict. No, I didn't mean rules. rules I meant, like, church. Did they take oh. you to church? Um, I mean, yeah, my mom was uh, Southern Baptist. My dad was Catholic, so. Wow! So. That must have been I've, fun. I've been to, like, both extremes of, cra- I mean, very. Of what? Were you going to say like, crazy? Yeah, of crazy. It's like, I've been locked <laughs> in a church before and have to deal with people, and then I've had, like, very structured church, but. So tell me, what's the difference between Southern Baptists and Roman Catholics? I don't know. I mean, you could probably get away with a lot of stuff in, like, a Catholic church, as long as you repent and all that stuff. And you probably, whether you did anything or not, you're probably going to hell in a Baptist church. Because they're Baptists. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... And they seem kind of severe to you, huh? Yeah, they're pretty intense. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen to you? Do you, have any, do you have any thoughts about it? Have you pondered it yet? Because you're a grown man now. You're not a kid anymore. Uh, not really. I'm, I'm just, just what does your conscience tell you? Nothing really. You have a conscience, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have, I don't really think about that kind of stuff. Doesn't it ever bother you sometimes? How old are you? I'm 23. Yeah, it bothered me when I was a kid. I was one of those guys who just 
I had a bad vibe about what was going to happen when I died. I just had a crummy feeling about it, mm-hmm. that things were not going to go well for me. <laughs> well, you know, mm-hmm. we do stuff that's wrong, mm-hmm. right? So you don't, ever th- you don't ever think about it. Oh, really? No. All right, so if, you're, if your conscience could be exposed, mm-hmm. what would it say? Are you a good person or a bad person? Good most of the time, I guess. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? How do you know? Hey, you made a second. Here's a better question. Mm-hmm. How often are you bad and how often do you have to be bad to no longer be good? It's a tongue twister, but that's a good question. Okay, for instance, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What's your first name, by the way? Eric. Eric. Here's what I'm thinking. There's a criminal in a courtroom, and he says to the judge, Judge, I've only committed one murder. Okay. Does the judge say, well, looks like 99.8% of the time you've been pretty good. Away with you. No. He'd say you're a criminal off the jail with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean... I guess if it was like a penalty, I mean, what if you go to war and you kill somebody? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Yeah, I think there's a difference, though, between a just killing and murdering somebody. I think that's a distinction. I mean, lopping off your head right now, that would be very bad, mm-hmm. right? But what if the standard is just being angry with somebody? Would you be guilty of that crime, murdering somebody in your heart? Uh, I mean, I've been angry at people, but usually you can, like, forgive them eventually. Right. And it's usually the long run, you're, like, cold, whatever. Okay. How's about lying? You ever told lies? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I have to. Ever stolen anything? From, like, my brothers and stuff. Yeah. Like, All right. that's about it. Yeah. But that's stealing. Mm-hmm. Right? All right, a little trick here thought life, what goes on inside of your brain. Maybe sitting here on the bench, it's a beautiful afternoon, watching all the girls go by. Ever have thoughts that, well, if your Southern Baptist mom knew about them, she wouldn't be jumping for joy at her son? Sexual thoughts, X-rated thoughts. Ever ponder those things about women in your brain? Not really. Dude. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have, a, I have a girlfriend that I've been going out with for like six years. Right. So, I mean... All right. Well, this is this is this is a question I wouldn't ask you to answer because it wouldn't be gentlemanly of me. Mm-hmm. But if you have ever been inappropriate with your mm-hmm. girlfriend, mm-hmm. then that would also be a sexual sin or crime, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's say you die. Okay. All right. Let's say God exists, mm-hmm. the one that's in the Bible, whether it's Catholic or Southern Baptist, okay. and God judged you, Eric. The books on Eric's life are now opened up. Okay. He knows every thought, every deed, mm-hmm. everything you've ever done privately, and everything you failed to do that you should have done. Okay. What do you think God is going to think about you? Is he going to be pleased with your performance, uh, or would he find you guilty? It really depends. I mean, if you go... I've done a lot of, like, really good things. I've done a lot of, like, I guess, like, in my... Like, experience, I think I've done enough to, like... Balance I haven't, the scales. Yeah, at least, like, done more good than, like, bad. I haven't, like, done anything crazy bad. Um, I mean, God's supposed to be ever-forgiving or whatever. Um, well... But it... I don't know. There's, all right. Lots but, of stuff like okay, that. Okay, go back to the courtroom. All right? Mm-hmm. And the guy says... The guy's committed murder. But, okay. Judge, I have made 1,812 turkey sandwiches for starving children in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Is the judge going to say, oh, 1,812 sandwiches, murder, seems to balance itself out. You're free mm-hmm. to go. Or is the standard of justice a little different? You can't do good things to take away from the bad. You break the law, you're guilty, mm-hmm. and you must be punished. Okay. Wouldn't that be true justice? I guess. Right. Um, I mean, 
I guess if you lie once, what you go to hell forever. That well, that's that. Well, that's that's a that's a big tough concept, is what that is. That's, that's because that seems extreme, doesn't that, it? I mean, that's that's like when I went to the Baptist church. That's what it was like. Well, believe it or not, that's what the Bible actually says. So all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. Mm-hmm. But here, you're you're a smart guy, and this is I think you'll find this reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the way that we esteem the crime. The mm-hmm. question is, how does the judge see it? Okay. So we might just go. Like looking at pornography, everybody else does it. But God, the just judge, Mm -hmm. if he looks at it and says, that is filthy dirty. Mm -hmm. And if you've looked at it once or a thousand times, I don't care. You've broken the law. Mm -hmm. And I'm angry about it. So we can look at lies and think kind of a big deal. It was just a little white one. I don't care what color it is. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. And if the judge sees it that way, it's really up to him and not up to us. And the reason... Mm That God's standard is so high, it's because he's so high. Okay. See, our crimes aren't so much, again, like I tell a lie to you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's bad, but at the same time, I've basically broken his laws, and that's what makes it exceedingly bad. Okay. That's why it's bad. So, Eric, what do you mm-hmm. think would happen? So, let's say that those books are open, and God is a just judge, mm-hmm. pretty black and white. What yeah. do you think What do you think would happen? What would he do with you, heaven or hell? Well, if he's pretty black and white, I'd, I guess I'd be going to hell. <laughs> no. Right. And that sucks. I don't know. I guess I could live the life I got. Actually, that might be the greatest understatement of all time. That would be a monster drag going to hell mm-hmm. for forever. Right. So, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a take a uh, a break here. Okay. But I'm guessing somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. in some church somewhere, mm-hmm. somebody's told you the good news, haven't they? That God's forgiving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That God's forgiving, and he's good, and he's kind, mm-hmm. and he's merciful, and he's loving. They've told you that, haven't they? Yeah. All right. Let me take a break, because that's what i got to do. Right. We are sitting here on a bench at Georgia Tech on Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, an indirect... Or maybe direct response to Rick Warren's Saddleback Church ordaining three women pastors last year. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary passed a resolution last week to continue theological training and graduating both men and women for the service of the church, but men alone reserved for the office and function and thereby title of pastor. A study was called for at the Southern Baptist Convention in June by the Credentials Committee to study what a pastor actually is and what the term means in the Baptist faith message, but I don't think there's any need wasting all of that money performing a study of the Baptist faith and message when the Bible, the main document that we are supposed to be adhering to, clearly defines what a pastor is. 1 Timothy 3, if any man aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a good work. The husband of one wife leading his household this study of the Baptist faith and message is nothing but a waste of time and a waste of the convention's money. That's not being a very good steward of the Lord's money. A Virginia elementary school special education teacher recently spoke at a school board meeting regarding her autistic students. And I hate one of the words that she uses, so I'll let her 
say what she's in. My name is Carly, and I'm a first-year Arlington County teacher at Long Branch Elementary. I'm also a queer person. I found that autistic students, the population I work with, may experience gender queerness more than other students. This first-year teacher needs to be a last-year teacher because she's definitely a danger to anyone's child. And Stacey Abrams is in the news because, well, you know, she says smart things all the time. But while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk. What could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. More abortions. That's how you fight inflation. Where do they find these people? And switching gears just a little bit, if you live in Australia, where the COVID vaccine is mandatory, the country now says that it will cover the cost of your funeral if that mandatory COVID vaccine winds up killing you. So here's the mindset. You got to take this vaccine against your will for the safety of everybody. But if it's not safe for you and you die from it, we will pay for your funeral. What's the term Todd uses? Inverted reality. That's most definitely what this is. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. The book of Ecclesiastes is a philosophical and poetic reflection on life. The author teaches that no matter what, all men die and face God's judgment. Life, then, is full of vanity and despair. Anything that is pursued for its own sake is meaningless. But if we pursue God above all else, we can enjoy even mundane things as gifts from God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Momentarily sitting on a bench, but we'll be moving. Well, because Eric just got up. This is Wretched Radio. We are at Georgia Tech, sitting on a bench chatting with Eric from Georgia. Well, sort of from Georgia, but you traveled all over the place because you were an Army brat. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a very nice term, Army brat. Well, I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, you just get dragged around with your parents. This doesn't seem like a nice term. Okay, so Eric... We left off. Your mom's Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. and your dad's Roman Catholic. Yeah, and we just kind of, kind of drilled you a little bit, asking you questions about how many lies you've stolen, lies you've told, or things that you've stolen, or looking with lust, or, or other things, and dishonoring parents, and all those sins against God, those crimes against God. Uh-huh. And we concluded, by your own admission, that if God was a just judge and He gave you what you deserved, mm-hmm. you'd end up in hell. Yeah. Now. I also said somewhere along the line, somebody had to tell you the good news. What's the good news of the gospel so that you don't have to go to hell? Uh, like God's forgiving. He'll show mercy if you, I guess, are worth it. <laughs> That's a part of it, but there's a big piece missing here. All right? Back to our courtroom analogy. Mm-hmm. There's the murderer. He's standing there before the judge, and the judge says, I'm forgiving, so I'm going to let you go. Uh-oh, big problem. Now he's no longer a just judge, correct? Okay. So if God just forgives people who are bad, that wouldn't be just. So now we've got a dilemma, we've got a problem. He's got to give Eric hell, because that's what you've earned for yourself. Mm-hmm. But he's good, and he's kind, and he's merciful, and he's forgiving. But he's also just, so we've got some tension going on here. Mm-hmm. Eric's got to go to hell, but God doesn't desire that. So for justice to be satisfied so that God can graciously forgive you and not 
violate his own character, what did he do? I mean, I guess he's on like a higher, he's like the highest judge, so yeah, he'd be able to and see like everything about the situation. See if it's it's better than that. You're going down a different trail. There's something way better. God has to be just, but he's loving and he's good and he wants to forgive a bad sinner like Eric. Mm-hmm. So justice had to be satisfied so that God could dismiss your court case. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what God did for you so that you could have your sins forgiven? Happened 2,000 years oh. ago. Um, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. What did he do? Uh, he died. How? Uh, he was uh, hung up on a cross by a bunch of Roman people. Beaten before he got there. Whipped real bad before he got there, right? Hung on a cross where he gasped for air and then died. The Bible says that he was righteous and perfect so the just died for you the unjust so that your badness could be placed on him and his goodness his perfect life and his suffering could be credited to your account so God can look at your court case and see that payment was paid made in full by Jesus by taking all of God's wrath directed at you on himself so that you, the criminal, could be set free. That's the good news. That's the gospel story right there. And then like every other religion that says you got to do good and maybe if the deity is in a good mood that day, you maybe have a shot. This is different. This deity says, I'm the only God there is and you've done very bad and you've been very wretched, but I'm very good and I'll save you because I'm kind. And I'm merciful. And I'd like to do that. But you have got to agree. You've got to agree with God. He's exactly who he claims to be. That Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That you have violated his laws and that you've lived for yourself. Rebelling against him. Committing crimes against him. Yeah, we do stuff that's horizontal. But it's primarily against God. It's vertical mostly. And that you deserve hell and that you agree with him. But then... When you hear the good news that Jesus died for you, a sinner anyway, it should break your heart. And it should make you exceedingly sad that you've sinned against God. And you should repent of your sins, turn from your sins, say you're sorry for your sins, and put your trust in Jesus. And the Bible says if you'll do that, he'll forgive all of your sins and grant you everlasting life. The only religion that makes that claim. So, Eric, whether that was... Catholic or Southern Baptist, Mm -hmm. that was what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Here's the big question. Is it true? It's a good question. It's the big one. Yeah. I don't mean. It's a biggie. Yeah. I don't know. I've. I don't know. I've grown up in, like, several churches. And, I mean, there's a lot of nice people at churches. And there's a lot of, like, love and everything with churches. And my, my, I have, most of my family's, like, really into churches. And very good. I don't know. I, like, ponder the question all the time. I ask them that. And, like, they, like, they give me, like, questions and guidance and stuff. I don't know. I'm just, like, thinking about it all the time. Well, I'm glad you do. Because you mm-hmm. should. Because you're a grown man now. Mm-hmm. 
and you're accountable to God now. Mm-hmm. If he exists, if he made you, mm-hmm. and the books get opened up, you've got some explaining to do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you need to figure out, if your conscience convicts you, mm-hmm. is it true that Jesus Christ really is God? Is that story true? Because it sure sounds mm-hmm. big, and it sure sounds otherworldly. Is mm-hmm. it true, fully God, fully man? Mm-hmm. Did he really die? And did he really die for me? Because if that's true, dude... Nobody's ever done anything nicer for you. The just dying for the unjust, that is like the most amazing thing. I mean, I don't know if you'd ever give your life for somebody that you love. I don't think that you'd give your life for somebody who hates you day in and day out. But that's what Jesus did. The Bible says we're enemies of God in our mind. Mm -hmm. We rebel against him all day, every day. But God, looking through the annals of time, still saw you because he made you and designed you, knew you'd behave the way that you behaved, and yet died for you anyway. It's amazing. All right, man. Well, it's, uh, it's been good talking to you, man. See you. Goodbye. It's a pleasure. I'll see you. See you. Goodbye. How you doing? You too. I have no idea why he ended that conversation. I have no idea. All I can do is hope. We weren't at the destination. We hadn't arrived at our place. We stopped in the middle of the intersection, basically. And, uh... He knows everything he needs to know. And I will trust that if he's got brothers and sisters who are indeed Christians, they can hopefully share the exact same thing that I did. Don't know what's going on in his brain. I'll be thinking about that kid today. Pray for him, would you? Because maybe, just maybe, one of the things that's going on in his brain is that he's he's being convicted by the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing that is going to convert him, by the way, because all of my preaching and teaching, it's not going to get the job done. And all of the apologetics in the world, while it can certainly answer some questions for people, it's not going to get the job done. we got to be preaching the gospel. So that's what we're doing here at Georgia Tech, just wandering around the campus, encouraging you as we go, please get yourself a Georgia Tech. It just doesn't need to be a college campus. But you should find something to be doing for the Lord where you can be witnessing to people, where you can be sharing your faith. And we're going to try to talk to this kid, maybe who... Young man, while you're walking, could I ask you some questions on the radio specifically about your shirt? Sure. Uh, Delta Epsilon Phi? Sigma Phi. Oh, Sigma's capital. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Sigma Phi. So you're a member of a... Fraternity. Fraternity. Uh Uh-huh. Why are you in that thing? It's fun. It's fun. Okay, yeah. so do you live in a house on campus? Yeah, we have a house. I haven't seen a fraternity house on this entire campus. Really? Yeah. Walk that way and you'll see them all. All right. I spent a lot of time at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Party place is what the fraternities were known for. Is that what they're known for here? Uh, not necessarily. Like, there are parties. There's a lot of other things they do as well. What do they do? I've never been in one. What do they do? Uh, you have a lot of fun. There's a lot of leadership potential for the members in it. Okay. Um, and when you say fun, what do you, what's, what's that code for? Uh, checkers, chess, you play uh, board games, I mean, people parties. are into a lot of different things. There, there's, of course, parties. Yeah. Uh, we go camping. You know, different people are into all kinds of different things. Homecoming is coming up. There's events with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so. so lots of stuff goes on. Yep. Is it is it pretty raucous? Is it kind of a, you know, like a lot of alcohol, sex, drugs, rock and roll? No, no. It's really? nothing like Animal House. Really? Yeah. So... Your particular fraternity is it, what is like? What's the association? Why did you choose that one? I like the people in it. Okay. Does it is it a uh, like a certain field of study here? Is it a religious group? No, there's no particular religion to it, or um, 
there, there's one Jewish fraternity and there is one all Christian fraternity, and the rest of them are general. You know, Interesting. And why didn't you choose the Jewish one or the Christian one? Because uh, I'm not Jewish and <laughs> <laughs> I don't routinely go to church every Sunday. How come? Just didn't grow up doing that. Oh, you didn't? You're kidding. You're in the Bible Belt. Everybody goes to church around here. No, I'm from Maryland. Oh, nobody goes to church in Maryland. <laughs> okay, so you didn't join those because you're 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 not. So I'm guessing you're not a member of a church or anything else like that, correct? No. If you could describe for me, what's the difference between Jewish and Christian? What would you tell me? What does this have to do with fraternities or sororities? It doesn't have anything anymore. We kind of segued and moved away from that. I see. So what is the purpose of this interview? Not to talk to you about you. Okay. I think you've learned enough about me. So you don't want to talk about this anymore? Nope. All right, dude. Thanks very much. All right. Goodbye. Hmm. Well, must be the cologne I put on today. It's a Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. This is Wretched Radio. Not that we normally quote Joseph Stalin on Wretched. Nevertheless, he rightly said the death of one man is a tragedy. The death of millions is a statistic. We have to be so careful that our Christian hearts don't grow cold when we hear the statistic that one million babies die every year from abortions. We need to remember that is one baby at a time. That is one mommy. That is one child. That is even one Daddy. My choice to become a mom and hear those little footsteps running down the hallway every morning is all because I had an ultrasound. It saved my life and hers. Ultrasounds save lives one baby at a time. How many ultrasounds could you provide through preborn.org slash wretched for just $28 per ultrasound? Please help save one baby at a time. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. You know, just a quick perusal of the rented store and rented.org, and you'll notice resources like Road Trip to Truth, Life is Best, Untethered, Wretched Worldview, and all of our resources have one very distinct thing in common. And no, it's not Todd's ugly mug. Okay, maybe two things in common, but what I'm referring to, or who I'm referring to, is you. Seriously, because if you're a gospel partner, you are actually responsible for the resources we produce. We're just the mouthpiece, but our gospel partners are the engines that make Wretched run. Without you, there is no us. So if you're already a gospel partner, we humbly thank you. And if you're not an ongoing monthly gospel partner, would you please prayerfully consider becoming one and help us continue producing biblically sound, Christ-centered content to reach the lost and edify the saints. Visit Wretched.org donate to get all the details on becoming Coming a wretched gospel partner today. That's wretched.org slash donate. It truly does take us all. Well, here's something you'll almost never hear a talk radio show host say. Don't be like me. That's right. A talk show host saying, don't be like me. Why? Because we dilly-dallied regarding MediShare. We learned about affordable biblical health sharing, an alternative to traditional health insurance, which saves on average $500 per month per family. And we thought, well, 
Yeah. And the next thing you know, over 24 months went by before we got serious about investigating MediShare. We did. It passed the Friel family sniff test, and we are very happy that we are members and only lament that we hadn't done it sooner. So please, don't be like me. Check out MediShare for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. Call now. 1-844-34-BIBLE. Know your reformers. Jan Hus, a Czech priest, was inspired by the writings of John Wycliffe to preach against papal access and false doctrines such as transubstantiation. Even as he was burned at the stake by the Catholic Church, he continued to preach the gospel and sing the psalms. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Witness Wednesday. It's Wretched Radio. I'm at Georgia Tech. There's a young man with a gray shirt. Oh, he's eating food, but he looks like a nice enough fellow, so let's give it a go, shall we? Hey, young man, may I talk to you while you're eating your wild rice or whatever that is? Oh, um, I'd suggest, or I'd prefer rather, you'd uh, talk to someone else. I've already spoken to you before. I thought so. I'm looking at you, but I don't think that you had this deal going on, did yeah, you? That's new. Now, let me see if I could, I do remember. Now, let me see if I can remember what it was. I'm trying to remember what you believed or didn't believe. Were you kind of an ag- kind of an agnostic sort of fellow? I don't really know how to classify it. I mean, but... I remember though. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. So, is, what what do you think you are today? Um, same as when you last asked. Me, yes. <laughs> agnostic, huh? Okay. Okay. No change. No. Um, no amazing revelation. Yeah, I know. Can, huh. can we perhaps move to the shade a bit? Yeah, we can move to the shade. Yeah, but don't forget, dude, you got to bring your food, right? Oh, no, I was, I'm done. You're done. All right, then I'll take it for you. I'll help you clean up here. Yeah, we can move to the shade. But this is this is, this is is like one of the first sunny days that we've had in Atlanta now in like the last month here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you, that's so funny. Okay, so why'd you grow the, what's what's up with the facial deal? What's that about? Come on, we'll find some shade. Hey, we talked right around here, didn't we? Yeah, we actually did. It was like right, right here. Right here. I remember it well. The spot is still warm. Okay. Yep. So you grew the. What is this called when you grow a thing like that without the mustache? I'm not sure. I'm oh, just right growing here. It Look out. at here's our shade right there. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Just kind of cool looking. Yeah. Okay. So how's school going for you? Um, it's going well. Yeah. 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 Tests and everything. You getting good grades? Uh, getting average grades, which is what I kind of want. Why is that? Well, I mean, I. A lot of people are here to to get their degree, graduate, get good jobs. I feel like uh, I'm going to leave here and make a startup company. So good for you. I, what I, do you want to start out? Um, video game development. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my dad are currently working on a game. Together, good for you. So. What kind of game? I mean, don't tell me enough so that somebody hears it, oh, takes no, the it, idea, it's, it's you lose your millions. Game. It's a puzzle game. Are you into any like the violent games? Do you do that type of stuff? Occasionally, but. I've kind of gotten tired of them, to be honest. Do you think, there's some people who say that kids who play those violent games tend to be more violent themselves. Do you think there's a connection that is makeable? I think it's, probably there is, but I think it's a very complex one. I mean, I imagine you can take it one of two ways. You could say that, you know, it's a it's a way to just, it, it's the same way as... Which came first, the violent tendencies or the video game? Yeah, or, or rather the other way, like, that... Uh, for example, a punching bag. Is it a good idea to use a punching bag to relieve to relieve your stress? Well, it's better than going and punching someone, you know. Yeah. So it's one well, of these things that. Yeah, 
I yeah okay fair enough. I'm, I'm, but maybe the analogy though breaks down in, in what the activity is. Mm-hmm. Punching a bag versus pretending to dismember somebody seems to be different. Well, I mean, either way, if you did it in, in real life, it would kind of dismember a person. Just one would be slower and more painful, and perhaps. All right, so do tell me. So, still an agnostic slash atheist, kind of a nothing. Um. I guess you can describe it as agnostic. I would not say atheist, because atheist Okay, but last time we talked, I think I preached the gospel to you, didn't I? Okay. I told you about Jesus, Mm -hmm. dying for a sinner like you. Okay. Didn't do anything for you, huh? Well, you and a a thousand other people that, that, you know, preach different things. I'm so confused out out here that, you know... Is everybody at you? Yeah. I just got this. I got that one, too. Uh, Yeah, you got this one? Yeah. Jesus without religion. Yeah. What do you think that means? I have no idea. I was a little, I was a little I have no confused idea about it myself. Where they're going with this, but you know. Well, I, I asked them actually. Yeah. And and the young lady did a pretty nice job of explaining Christianity, but this kind of threw me. Free of creeds, no theologies, no dogma. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that theologies and creeds are a bad thing. I mean, if it's true, then I think they're good things. Yeah. It's it's tough to say. I mean, unless I, unless I hear what they have to say, I can't really judge right. based on. So, the who else has tried to convert you into their thing out here? I'm really curious. Um, my roommate. I mean, what's he, what's he? Uh, Denomination. Protestant, Protestant. Okay, so he's Christian. All right. Yeah. Been tackled by any Buddhists, Hari Krishnas? Who's been coming at you? Um. Oh, I'm. I ran into a person that was uh, something else. I, I forget. Kind of reminded me of Buddhism, but I'm not sure what he said. Taoism? Maybe, yeah, maybe that Some was Eastern it. thing. And now, did he try to get you into his group? No, he didn't try, but I mean, he he and I talked about what separate things we believe in. All right, I'm going to quiz you, all right? I know what I talked to you about. I tried to convince you that you're a very bad man and that you're a sinner who needs forgiveness okay. from a good God. And Jesus died on a cross to take the punishment you deserve from God. Okay. All right. What did I say to you that you must do to be forgiven by God? The response to the gospel is, I know I told you really clearly. Do you remember? It was two things. Well, I have to uh, have a change of heart. Yeah, that's a big part of it. You bet. And uh, I forget. I mean, you said different things. I don't remember which ones were the big ones, but like love God, you know. It all fell under the category of repent. Yeah. Agree with God, say you're sorry to God, and turn from your sins. Okay. The other thing was put your faith in Jesus Christ, God himself. And God says, if you'll do that, all of your sins placed on Jesus, all of his goodness credited to your account. A great exchange. You can be a forgiven sinner by a very merciful God who died for you. It's the only religion that teaches that. Taoism doesn't. Buddhism, Hinduism, they all teach works and maybe a good reward. Christianity teaches you've done bad works. But God is good, and he'll forgive you. Well, th- there's also uh, Catholicism and Protestantism basically teach those. They're two separate religions. What do you think they're, about that? They're different because Roman Catholicism teaches more than that. Mm-hmm. They also teach that you have to keep doing good and be perfect when you die. Yeah. Otherwise, you go to purgatory. Biblical Christianity says, no, when you repent and trust Jesus, all of your sins, past, present, and future, completely forgiven, you are justified, seen as perfect in the eyes of God because of what Jesus did, and then you grow in the process of sanctification, but you're never perfect until you die, 
So you get justified by God and you grow in holiness. Roman Catholicism kind of confuses the two issues and says, you've got to be holy when you die, otherwise to purgatory you go. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying past, present, and future? Yeah. All of your sins forgiven. So you repent once and and that's it? Yep. Now, throughout our life, we continue to say sorry as we goof because we still sin. We're not perfect. We're growing in holiness. Uh But because of the work of Jesus, your entire record is erased. You are made a child of God. You are seen through what Jesus did. You are in him. And while you're not yet perfect, you are now seen as that because of the amazing grace of God. That's the difference between, if you will, evangelical or biblical Christianity and Roman Catholicism. I actually, I have a question for you. I mean, last last time you had a question for me, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, I've I've been curious about this lately. Um... And I've been asking different people their opinions, and different people say different things. What would you say is the best way to pray so that I can get a response from God about questions I ask? Here's here's how it typically works, all right? God has written a Bible for you, and you should be able to find the answers in there or from getting godly counsel from people who know the Bible well. That's typically how God works. He doesn't talk back to you or whisper things or put something out on the sidewalk that is the same color as the car you're thinking about buying. It doesn't okay. operate like that. Yeah. Read the Bible, get godly counsel, pray for wisdom, apply the scriptures, make a decision, and then that's God's will for your life. Nothing mystical. You don't hear voices. He doesn't give you signs. He gave you a Bible. So that's typically how it works. Now, why do you pray to God? Because, well, he tells us to, and you want to talk to him, and you want to confess your sins. You want to thank him for what he's done. You want to praise him. You want to petition him and ask him for whatever it is that you need that is biblical. And then he answers in his way, yes, no, or maybe. Well, my, my question is because, you know, the Bible, Christianity, all that, somebody somewhere has to have heard from God at some point in you're time right. to get all that you stuff. Are, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the guys who wrote the Bible did, and they say so. Okay. They said that God, whether it was audible, but they knew it was him, whether it was through dreams, they clearly wrote down that holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. It's called divine inspiration. It's as if, okay, God inspired, let's say you were like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah. God inspired you. You'd still use your personality. Yeah. But yeah. he wrote everything that he wanted you to write without violating your personality. I, That's divine inspiration. I understand. So uh, you're right. They did. So I, I'm wondering if, if that, I mean, it doesn't seem like it should be one of these things that's only between 12 or so people. I would think that anyone could get divine inspiration. What do you think about that? Well, that's, that's, God could have done it that way, but instead he chose to write a book, which really, when you think about it, is a much better plan because let's say you think you heard from God, okay, and I think I heard from God, and you know what? What I heard from God is different than what you heard from God. How do we decide who actually heard from God? You go to the source, you go to the book, and that way the book determines which one of us is right on an issue or which one is wrong. But otherwise, any thought that you had, any dream that you think you had, how would you know what it was? Well, God chose to write a book. Well, well, you have the same problem with a book because Fair enough. You, know, the, yeah. you have a Quran, you have a, a Bible, you have, you know, you have different books. That right. So I mean, the, the issue kind of comes down to you really, you really can't when, when you get to the bottom of it, you can't be sure. Well, what you could do is compare the books and see which one is right. And I think if you compare the Quran to the Bible, it's really obvious. Or the Bhagavad Gita, I think it's obvious because it addresses the sin issue, your conscience issue. The Quran won't help you to sleep at night. It'll tell you to work really hard, practice the five pillars, 
Christianity says, rest in Jesus and I will make you my child and I will forgive you and grant you forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. That's the huge difference. Dude, hold on a second. We'll keep chatting here in the shade. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.